Welcome to the Madison County Milk House. I'm Samantha Field, the Public Information Officer. And today, oh, you know, it's been a little while, but we are in the month of June, and June is Elder Abuse Awareness Month. So today we're bringing you uh, Julie Harney, the Director of the Madison County Office for the Aging. Julie, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we could get you in, because um, I think... You know, a lot of counties have offices for the aging, but people don't realize that you guys are kind of your own entity here in Madison County, and mm-hmm. you do so much for our community over 55. And so I want to thank you up front for what you and your volunteers and everybody there do- does. Cause thank you. I got to find out firsthand kind of how much you guys do during COVID. Oh, yeah. I feel like you and there I were best a, friends for a while. There was a, yeah, an explosion in the... Yes. And the senior population for vaccinations and where they could get them. And yeah, that oh, yeah. was quite a, and, and you quite really, a time. Yes. And you really do so much for our community. So thank you. Um, so let's talk really quick. Oh, well, actually, first, what I like to do is get to know people a little bit more. So tell me a little bit about you and your job. So as the director, it's basically overseeing uh, the programs that we have in place and looking to develop uh, based on any new needs, um, new times, changing times, uh, like we we see out there since COVID. There's a, there's a lot of change in the world. So, you know, and seniors are uh, active and uh, still working, so their needs are different than maybe the seniors of 10 years ago. So it's it's keeping up with the times and making the programs work to support what the need of the the day is or the year is. So um, overall, that's that's a lot of what I do in, mm-hmm. in making sure that uh, we continue to you know keep the programs that are effective going, but look for new things and develop those. And a lot of guidance is given to us from the state. Um, they are uh, very forward-thinking in, in new things that are happening, and they uh, push that out to us and, and ask us to implement it as we can because every county is different. Sometimes it's not as easy to, to implement those things depending if you're rural or um, urban or, you know, what kind of a county you are. So I get a lot of guidance from, from the state on what's new and right. happening. And then we also like to ask on the show, what are three things you cannot leave the house without? Oh, you're kidding. No. Three things I cannot leave the house without. My car keys. (laughs) (laughs) Usually water. Uh, Probably my purse, I'd have to say. There you go. I, I told the director of emergency management, like, you cannot say to both of your cell phones, those are, do not count as two things. <laughs> so you did great. Um, I get car keys a lot, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I forget that I actually need those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so June is Elder Abuse, Abuse Awareness Month. It's a hard topic to talk about. It know. is. Um, but can it you is. tell us a little bit about why they're, why we need to shine a light on it? So I think number one, and, and this is what I've, I've kind of um, latched onto when it comes to elder abuse. This is, this is how it's always um, presented to me when I've got people trying to educate me on how to get the word out is the fact that it goes unreported more times than not. Um, uh, as the, the pinwheel um, campaign for this year is, is an indicator of... Um, one in 24 older adults report elder abuse. So 
they came up with the 23 purple pinwheels and the one silver. Um, so I think the main thing is to make the community of, aware of how to identify somebody or an elder who may be being abused. So some things people can do to build community support uh, to prevent elder abuse. One is to learn the signs. Uh, you know, unusual changes in behavior or sleep, fear or anxiety, uh, a senior who may be isolating themselves, obvious physical or maybe signs of neglect, bruises, broken bones, uh, poor nutrition or dehydration, missing things like their glasses, their walker, medication, things that they would normally have and all of a sudden th they aren't with them anymore. Financial abuse. Um, unusual changes in bank accounts or money management, quick changes to a will that all of a sudden have happened, um, unpaid bills, um, you know, helping to prevent seniors from being isolated, you know, calling or visiting your older adult on a, res on a regular basis, um, family or friends, you know, neighbors that are older adults, just uh, being involved in recognizing that they that they may be feeling isolated and if they weren't isolated and now they they seem to be keeping to themselves you know checking in on them um, and like I said talking to family and friends and educating them on these points and and what to look for and what to be aware of and how to report it um, in Madison County we look to our adult protective services so pretty much anyone who may feel that somebody is uh, suffering from elder abuse, we direct them towards Adult Protective in this county. And, and they worked, you know, with Adult Protective to address that. Yeah, I think it's just such a, you know, if we grow up and the adults in our life are, you know, our protectors and things like that. But, you know, as you age, you know, mm -hmm. it's hard for, I think, our elderly also to ask for help sometimes you know, but then, you know, as things happen and, and it's just... A lot of times I think they feel ashamed because mm -hmm. a lot of times it's a family member or it's somebody that they trust and it's just something that they, w they won't step up and, and right. address it. So, you know, it's, it's somebody else recognizing it. And, and then sometimes even if you bring it to their attention, they will not, they won't do it. Right. So they go on being abused. And I, um, I appreciate you bringing this, you know, it's a tough topic, but thank you for helping us raise awareness. And the pinwheels that you were talking about are actually, if you drive on Court Street past the county complex, mm -hmm. they're right there, right out in front of they did DSS. A nice, yeah, they did a nice display for us. They are, yep. they're beautiful. I saw them one day, the first day they were out and I'm like, oh, oh those look really nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me stop. And I'm like, there's no wind. I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> From there, I kind of want to go to, you know, sometimes elder abuse might happen. I, I'm just saying like, and it might not mean to happen, you know, like being a caregiver sometimes is very difficult as well. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys have a great caregiver support group at OFA. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We do. We do. So we have a, a actual uh, caregiver coordinator who um, manages the different needs of caregivers. So she does a lot of things because there's, you know, every caregiver is different and the state is uh, doing more to focus on caregiver needs and developing ways to educate and support them. So 
for a while we had one support group a month on the first Thursday and then they asked for a second one the same caregivers because um, I, I, I guess they were you know feeling a lot of support and, and needing that second meeting um, typically I, I want to say what the support groups are there for are the caregivers are supporting each other and our coordinator serves as the moderator who mm -hmm. basically helps them problem solve she brings new ideas to the group um, if they have a concern and she can research it and and bring them some some answers at the next meeting she does that um, but they support each other and we find that even even you know caregivers who may have placed a loved one in a nursing home or an assisted living facility, they're still caregivers, right. and there's still that level of, of stress. They're they're still doing that caregiving job. They really benefit from coming uh, to a support group, and we do have, or have had some caregivers who once they've lost their loved one, they continue to come. Um, so we think it just uh, the support group alone is is a big piece to supporting the caregiver just by having the group available for them to uh, talk to each other about what it's like to be a caregiver. And I'm sure you see people also like, you know, obviously different situations, but you see probably people from all age groups. Yes. And that's, and that's another thing that um, we're looking at is the, you know, early onset Alzheimer's and, and it's not just related to, um, dementia and, and Alzheimer's, but it just, you know, overall caregiving, mm -hmm. um, going to the grocery store for a parent who, who can no longer do that, or um, you've got disabled individuals that aren't necessarily over the age of 60, there's a caregiver helping them. So there's, there's caregivers all over the place that um, can benefit from programs that focus on caregivers and helping the caregiver realize what their needs are, mm -hmm. which are, you know, it's important to keep the caregiver healthy and able to support that person that they're supporting. So, And I don't think some people realize, even if you, you know you have a family member and yes, they might be in a facility mm -hmm. and they're getting care, mm -hmm. but you're also a caregiver 24 hours a day because you're on call. You, you know, especially That's you know, right. like if you, you know, they need they need certain things you might go in you know mm -hmm. my mother she cares for my grandfather but he's in a facility he has Alzheimer's and mm -hmm. but she still goes in once a week and shaves him and cuts his hair and clips his fingernails and then she's on call if he has a bad episode and has to go to the hospital you know that mm -hmm. takes a toll on her as well mm -hmm. so having a group like this I'm so glad we have it here and thank you for seeing that there's a need for it sure sure yeah and and you know it continues so those programs um, continue to, to build and grow like some of the other programs. Um, I wanted to make sure I mentioned there's a, there's a great platform for caregivers at New York State Office for the Aging and the Association on Aging Pay For that's free to caregivers called Trualta. Hmm. And there are short lessons of five minutes or less, and there's also a lot more to the program that supports caregivers. Uh, there's a little video, if you go to the, to the um, platform it's new york spelled out new york dash caregivers.com there's a little video <clears throat> pardon me that speaks to what the site is all about and all the benefits uh, that you have access to 
by uh, joining that platform. I'll make sure it's, we put that link yeah, in the show notes for yeah, people. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty awesome site because caregivers don't have a lot of time for a lot of the education pieces to mm-hmm. to help them. And it's recognized on this platform because the, the lessons are just short snippets and it, and it keeps you um, wanting to go back for more information because you're seeing what else is available. They are not just the lessons. There's, there's more things to access. So it's a, gr- it's a great platform. And as you mentioned that, you know, this group brings people together and also talks about maybe resources that people didn't think we might, you might be able to provide or connect people with. Um, some of the other resources you guys have, um, you know, our food programs like, you know, Food Sense and the snack program. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about those? Mm-hmm. Our nutrition programs, it, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's more um, well known. Our nutri- somebody says office for the aging and they recognize oh the meals on wheels yeah <laughs> meals on, you know that that is a big part of what we do is right. is nutrition so we do have uh, a congregate meal program uh, there are congregate sites throughout Madison County where seniors get together uh, primarily in senior housing um, there's a couple in churches where they gather. We send the food, they have their lunch, they have activities, um, they have presenters. It's a good place for them to socialize. Uh, We also do approximately 200 to 250 home-delivered meals throughout Madison County. Um, We have uh, dietitians on staff to provide nutrition counseling and education for for anyone who who wants to access her. These are all free of charge. we do ask for a contribution for our meals, but you are not denied uh, the service for any um, inability or unwillingness to contribute. Uh, we do have, we developed recently a dine-out program, which um, increased older adults' opportunities for socialization and community activity, and and also gave them another option uh, for nutrition. So it's a it's a great program. It's become very popular. Uh, we have a food pantry that anyone 60 and over can access. Uh, we got involved with Food Sense. So Food Sense is a program we partnered with the Food Bank of Central New York to provide uh, this program. It's an opportunity for anyone of any age to stretch your food budget. Um, they can access a food box once a month um, where there are at least 12 food items available every month. It's twelve $20.50. In addition to that, you can purchase some specials. Um, we tend to, I want to thank the count, every month we're serving about 200 people, individuals, not just seniors. And overall, I think we've assisted um, the last count, it was about around 600 county residents who have accessed this program. So it's it's widely used uh, throughout Madison County and we're happy to be able to provide that service. Um, Farmer's Market Coupons, very popular program. Seniors start asking us about this in March and I have to say, um, we don't start distribution till July, but they always get very excited. It's a $25 book of coupons that they can use at any participating farmer's market to buy fruits and vegetables. Um, we usually get like 800 $25 booklets, and they definitely are, every last one of them is gone 
So that's great. It's a it's a really popular program, and the seniors can't wait to get their hands on them. So and I know those farmers markets are getting up and running. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we're getting ready to start that distribution very soon in the next couple of weeks. What are some of the common issues or challenges you see um, of our local seniors? You know, I mean, we are in a rural community. You know, um, what are those? those obstacles you might be seeing that you guys also try to help with? So every year, I want to say every other year, we do a needs assessment. And, and I can tell you the top concerns rarely change. The ones that always come to the surface are needs not covered by Medicare. So buying eyeglasses, dental care, and hearing aids. So how we try to address that is working with community agencies and other resources within Madison County that also assist with that, like the local Lions Club. Um, they have a they have an eyeglass program to assist mm -hmm. with uh, individuals getting new eyeglasses. Um, other agencies who, who might have programs, you know, we work with the Salvation Army, we work with CAP, so, and we do put some of our own funding aside because we know this is a need. Medicare, this is something Medicare just for some reason has has never helped with but obviously it's something a lot of seniors have their eyeglasses need their their uh, dental assistance and hearing aids you and know, it impacts big, their overall health as right, well right so we do what we can to assist with that but it, it is always a like the number one mm -hmm. thing that the needs assessment um, followed or sometimes tied with understanding Medicare and the supplement plans <laughs> and the prescription plans. I feel like that's everybody's. Right, right. So on top of that, when you have open enrollment, I think that's like October 13th to the beginning of December, you've got all the commercials out there. So, you know, everybody's seeing the grass might be greener. You know, do I want to change my plant? And, and sometimes it's not necessary, but that's where the confusion comes in. Mm -hmm. So we do have a high cap counselor, or better known as an insurance counselor, who is very well educated on helping seniors identify if there really is a need to change their policy or change their prescription plan or when they should do that. She's a wealth of knowledge on the insurance topic and she's like the only the main one in our office we all put everybody's afraid of that topic yes because it is very confusing so um, she carries a, a heavy load of um, seniors and and their caregivers who are not sure what to do not only during open enrollment but all year long when people turn mm -hmm. 65 what do they do how do how, what do i have to do i'm still working she's the one that kind of counsels them and guides them as to you know what their choices are and that is it really is difficult waters to navigate even if you're just turning 65 you know mm -hmm. when can you and when, when do you have to s apply and you know, just getting applying in time so you don't get penalized right, right. is just. So yeah, I'm glad you have somebody on it's, hand that can. Yeah, yeah. Navigate and it, those and, it, and it's free of charge, and you know she's always there to answer questions. So it's it's great having her. And her phone is going to ring off the hook after yeah. everybody listens to us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so um, here you can help me. 
Let's see. And, and, and one other thing, that the, the top three, finding reliable help for home maintenance repairs for those who still own their own home. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a tough it's a tough thing. Um, and, and, and not to always bring up COVID, but, you know, a lot of the um, contractors, once COVID was over, they were booked like oh, out yeah. for through the next year. Um, a lot of your handymen were no longer available. Um, so it's been really really tough on uh, seniors in in their home repair. So we do what we can to assist um, with helping to keep them independent. We have a ramp program. We help install uh, grab bars. We have adaptive equipment. We also refer to Stonely Housing um, and other agencies who have, you know, access to home grants, uh, weatherization programs, uh, we also will assist with USDA ap- application for home repairs for those who qualify for that program. So there's a lot of good resources if you qualify for the programs mm-hmm. that are out there to, to receive the help. So we do what we can to, to connect people, but being a homeowner is definitely a tough, a tough thing, especially when there's all those big repairs that might come in and and you're looking for a reliable you know person to call they're few and far between now yeah nowadays i feel like you know as a homeowner they happen all at once they seem to right they really do right <laughs> it's like you know the, and it's a panic yeah the, the level of threes you know it, it works it, mm-hmm. they always happen in threes um so rounding out kind of you know is there anything you know anybody can do to assist the office for the aging um you know volunteering um you have your golf tournament you just had your golf we just tournament. had our golf tournament and i and i have to say um we have a lot of great community support we have a lot of um great support from the county and the golfers and you know people who return every year to to support our agency and then and then you know we see new people every year so it's um just getting the word out that we're here and you know we're here to serve the older population and um we do have volunteer programs there there we have a volunteer coordinator who who speaks to the programs that are out there looking for volunteers so um anybody who's retired and isn't already crazy busy um she's she's there to point you in the direction of you know where the most need may be for something that you might want to do in your spare time. If people want to find out more or, you know, they may be a caregiver or they have questions because, Mm -hmm. you know, mom, dad, neighbor, you know, may need something, how do they get in contact with you? Uh, We're right here in Canastota, Mm -hmm. um, 315-697-5700. We're up in the business park on Dominic Bruno Boulevard, and we're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. Well, we thank you for joining us. Thank you for pulling up a milk can here on the Madison County Milk House. Thanks for having me. And we will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Sam.